You're listening to Bits and Pieces on Sunrise Robot. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Duncan, out of Gelsenkirchen, Germany. And I'm Michael Edwards, out of David Lyons' basement. And we thrive on the support of our listeners, so please check out sunriserobot.net slash support to see some ways you can help us out. It's episode 61, and it's only the beginning, but we're already unhinged completely. We're falling apart, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what is this about you Skyping out of David Lyons' basement? Which uh, is still yeah. Denver, Colorado, we gotta add. Yeah, I'm I'm homeless for about three more weeks before I move to Columbus. So I'm I'm the generous David Lyons has uh, opened up his basement. I'll get a picture because I have a whole podcast set up down here, which he has a table. Like I could do this normally, but I decided I wanted to lay down for this episode. <laughs> so if you hear me snoring later, it's not because you're boring. It's because I decided to lay in a bed for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely jealous of your podcast position. I wish I wouldn't have to get out of bed for this. <laughs> so we do have some gig reports. Uh, I, I missed last episode, which, by the way, I listened to. It was great. Thank you so much, Benny, for jumping in and uh, hosting. It was cool to hear about what he's been up to. Um, but You're welcome. <laughs> Benny, he's here. Um, <laughs> so I got to play some shows recently, and... Uh, for both Smoke and Honey and Montropa, it was just kind of an excuse since, um, leaving, I was, uh, offered the chance to play one last show with them and I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Uh, I had been taking kind of a break from live performances, um, though me and you did play some songs for some friends, uh, when you visited in March. Um, so it was a underground music showcase season. So every year Denver does its uh, music festival. We take over South Broadway, uh, and put on a bunch of shows and both Smoke and Honey and Montropo got in, uh, again this year. And so I got to play and, uh, we played, uh, this place called Gary Lee's Motor Club, uh, which I always am tempted to call Getty Lee, but it has nothing to do with Getty <laughs> Lee. <laughs> but, uh, it was a, it was a great time. Uh, there's probably 50 people came out. It was a nice little crowd. And, um, it's one of those performances where you just really got to feel the energy of everyone there. And, uh, you know, there was some people in front dancing, uh, to the music and just like, that just makes you happy no matter what's going on, unless you're playing music you're not supposed to dance to. But it seems like there's not a lot of those kinds of musical genres. Um, <laughs> Smoke and Honey, we played at this place called Bear Brewing, which is, uh, it's a local microbrew, but you wouldn't even ever see it. It's like, we have these little shopping centers and so tiny. <laughs> it's it's like a little Harry Potter universe. Um, no, uh, they're they're like we have these little shopping centers, like where these little parking lots, and there's like a smoke shop and a laundromat and like other tiny businesses, and just slotted in between some of these was apparently a brewery, and it's like the sign is inconspicuous, and their door was like it was like a two way or no a one way mirror like door like you couldn't see into the place but you could see out of it and so it was just like weirdly hidden um but a good crowd there the sound was surprisingly good given that it was just basically a tap room with like a little portable sound system set up but um you know apparently it was a quality one and yeah uh it was it seemed like a fitting send-off for me to to have two really great shows 
And uh, I don't think anyone recorded them, so I can't share anything from them. Um, but I did post some pictures to Instagram um, related to them. And one of my recent blog posts, I used a Montropo picture. Um, so uh, it felt good. It was just like um, as good as it, as you'd want for, for last shows in Denver. Yeah, so as we announced last episode, so I uh, saw Benny's band yesterday. Um, gig went really late, uh, which is the reason why I wish I could do this podcast in bed right now. Um, so there, there was slotted to start at nine. And, and just this whole evening, like summed up is once again, so many problems, so many technical problems, so many time issues. It's like... I know I don't do this shit anymore. And, uh, lo and behold, uh, during the second band, Benny actually came to me and said like, Hey, we talked about, uh, on the show, we talked about how you had all these aspects of doing live shows that made you quit live shows. And I couldn't understand them yet after tonight, I can. And he wanted me to relay that to you, the listeners. Uh, yeah, it was, it kind of went horrible in all ways. So I, I knew I was late. I asked him when his band played and they were the last band. So I was like, okay, I'll be able to make that somehow. Um, I showed up an hour late and that's about when the first band started, which was slotted uh... for an hour earlier. Um, so apparently what I got from, from my friends who played there was that, uh, they didn't want to play first. They weren't uh, informed about the order or they were informed, but they just didn't want to play first because all of their fans would show up at like 10 instead of 9. The usual problem, the, the band that just invites the, the fans for a certain time slot. And so they didn't want to play first, obviously. Uh, now they couldn't, uh, like, they, they couldn't uh, play second because the band that was supposed to play second which by the way i found out when i got there was the other band of my uh uh of patrick from uh the astray at his band relate played there i didn't know that before i just i was surprised <laughs> to see all the people there on stage and i was like so the guitarist mike he uh he wasn't there yet he was at work so they told him like well we can't play first our guitarist isn't here for another hour so they they kind of dragged this out and dragged it out and then yeah everything played an hour later and i knew i couldn't stay for that late because we had to record this podcast early in the morning it's eight in the morning in germany right now on a sunday um so yeah all these kinds of problems technical problems all the way through it's just like horrible and yeah and then the second band played a whole set, which I thought like, hey, shorten it up a bit. There is another band that wants to yeah, play. Seriously. And, it all, and it all seemed like they could only play until midnight. And so the second band took like 45 minutes um, until a quarter to midnight. And it's like, um, yeah, I know we know each other, um, but I actually like went out to see Benny's band. I couldn't get to see them yet. Um but they kind of were allowed to play until 1 a.m. And I wasn't sure I would make it, but as soon as they started and like they, they explained, like he explained like they did cover songs like Joy Division, New Order. And when they played Second Skin by Chameleons, I knew it was worth the wait. Like mm-hmm. they killed it. It was, it was great. It was a great gig. Um, from that point onwards, uh, probably see them again in September. Um, I can really recommend it. Uh, 
but yeah, the whole evening is just, man. Oh, and yeah, and the price is like this. Um, okay, you listeners can see it like, um, I'm sorry, I can only give to you this number in milliliters, but like 300, not even 200 milliliters of Coca-Cola for two and a half bucks. That's like it's less just, than a can. Like, that yeah, we would it's have. nothing. But hey, half a lemon in there. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> like the, the place itself was the worst. Like you could, you could have planted just a regular TV camera outside of the venue and filmed for 24 hours and you'd have 24 hours of material for reality TV shows. Like the kind of people who hung out there at night is just the worst. People <laughs> screaming from their windows, screaming to other people's windows relationship problems being dealt with openly on the street across two buildings just like wow <laughs> i was in another world yesterday yeah, I've, I've never had a relationship like that the the yelling in public kind <laughs> <laughs> so yeah lots of gig problems the usual stuff um i don't know but yeah it was worth it i'm just that tired now <laughs> <laughs> and and we're dealing with it now live on the air. Um yes. what's what's up with your YouTube licensing? All right. Um we talked about this in an early episode about how I generally allow people to use my music for their YouTube videos. I just want them to ask first. I just don't want them to go ahead and just do it and not know how to correctly do the attribution thing. Which is um, when people name the song and link to it in some way or another, I don't care. But usually I have some kind of guidelines which I provide when people ask me. And uh, a few months ago, um, another artist on YouTube, The Fat Rat, uh, I talked to him and he was like, yeah, if you're already doing it like that, why why not just put those guidelines public in the first place so people don't have to ask you? And I thought about that and I was like, yeah, but I still want kind of one back and forth first in some way. And so now I finally sat down and made a form on Google Forms that's basically just, uh, here are the guidelines. Now you tick those check marks to make, so I can see that you actually read them, that you agree to follow them. This is my YouTube channel. And um, one other thing that's not that important, um, you, you hit send and that's it. That's all I want. Like, just just so I get a notice like, oh, there's a new YouTube channel who's about to use my music. And yeah. um, I hope this will streamline the process a little bit um, while still making it able for me to like keep tap on the, the people who want to use my music. Because I said like attribution is for me the most important thing. I don't ask for music. Uh, for, I don't ask for money for my music for downloading. I don't even ask for money usually. Um, if it's the typical smaller channels, if they want to use it for their YouTube videos, yeah. like the licensing thing, I don't ask for money, but I do want proper attribution. And that includes like putting the link in one of the top three lines, like above the fold of the video description. I do want that. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And I just want to make sure that that's happening. Absolutely. It's very reasonable. I mean, you you'd be well within your rights to say no or like to have very stringent like you want some kind of visual credit in the video itself yeah yeah that's another part like um have a link in the video description and some kind of mention in the youtube video and i'm very liberal like you can slap the uh, cover there you can just put the text in there you can 
Uh, if you do spoken word, you can say, hey, in the song is by blah, blah, blah. Just some way so people who don't read the description can still kind of get the information. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess I'll link it in the show notes, the Google Forms that I made. Um, there's a second optional page, completely optional. Um, you can completely skip it and give me like feedback on the process. Uh, you can even say like, hey, what you're asking for is totally unreasonable, but I just gotta have to put up with it now. Like, totally honest. I, I, I like to be honest with these kind of things. Um, but yeah, I do like to have in some way some kind of dialogue before, even if it's the automated way of having a Google Form. So before the show, you sent me this crazy video by the band Maximum the Hormone, uh, Japanese metal band. I don't know what kind of subgenre of metal, so I'm just going to say metal and hope that that's not wrong. Yeah. So tell me about this experience. So this this video just kind of like I hadn't heard of them before. I know you had heard of one of their songs as a Death Note uh, related to the anime Death Note, um, but. Yeah, this song, uh, my, my bot, my former boss, David Thomas showed me, he's like, you gotta see this video. It's just like, it's just <laughs> crazy. And, uh, you know, it starts off like it's, it's footage at a show. It's like this really high energy metal song with, you know, very, very like fast, rapid vocals. And it's just like, it's just like a really good metal song. It's just very well produced, very clean and, uh, looks like a good time. But then the video just gets weird and weirder. Um, so, you know, right in the middle, uh, it, it, you had described almost like it becomes like chop suey, like a system with a down song. But, um, eventually, uh, it's clear that, uh, this isn't just going to be like a, a, a well produced video of a rock concert, but that they, they have some other ideas in mind for the rest of the song. And so they, they kind of take it in this weird direction and they start, you know, the, your first cue is like, there's like some drawn on cartoony electrical hair that kind of encompasses the main <laughs> singer. And then we end up in this other space and they all start sprouting extra limbs and heads and, uh, in weird places. There's one, one of the backup vocalists starts holding two of his own head and they each have dedicated mics for the other heads. One of, one of them has that has his own face on his kneecaps and yeah. reminded me of this exploding knees meme that I'm going to put in the show notes. Uh, and so it just gets real wacky there. And then like, just when you're getting used to like, all right, this is just a weird video with lots of like after effects work done in it. And then it turns into a cartoon and, uh, not only is it a uh, cartoony, but the song completely shifts gears into like this very like Japanese pop ballad, um, really like pretty gorgeous melody, like super happy sounding. And they just start singing Stop Winnie Upload, which is a <laughs> file sharing service that was popular in Japan. And so they just like the final like two or three minutes of the song is just this happy pop song. They end up in this almost like a, like a 20th century, like American TV show, like, stage space like uh, i'm trying to think of like ed sullivan show like that the beatles would have been on they're on these circular platforms and all these kids run around with like balloons and um but it's not <laughs> one like of, one of the kids has to sing his face like an after yeah. video <laughs> so they keep the weirdness of like oh yeah this kid's got a one of their faces <laughs> um, uh, at one point the the bass player is like uh <laughs> attached to like 
four or five prosthetic copies of himself <laughs> attached by a bar. So when he moves his leg, they move their leg. <laughs> it's just, it's just delightful. And like, it's so catchy. Like even the metal parts are just like yeah. so entertaining. And, uh, I don't know this, this, I was tempted to make this my pick of the week. I probably should have. Um, but it, it just kind of blew my mind of like just being so much fun. Yes. <laughs> I also do the, doing the first part, the metal concert part. Um, so they've got subtitles in Japanese of the lyrics, and even the subtitles are completely shaking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just look like a band that has so much fun. Like they're yeah. they're clearly talented. They're so good at whatever they do. But um, I was reading their Wikipedia. They apparently blend in all these other styles constantly, and they they try not to take themselves too seriously. It's it's not. It's not new metal, like, please feel all my pain. It's like uh, a, a lot they can of... still make a political statement, like, stop Winnie Upload. Like, <laughs> yeah. They can pull it off. As I said to you, like, this is the way to stop piracy. You don't sue people. You, you get to the fan base and, and produce something like that. And so so people are made aware of the problem <laughs> that is illegal downloading. Yeah. And so you also tossed in this other video, Lady Baby. So tell me about this one. <laughs> yeah, watching that video and how weird it gets, it just reminded me of this. Um, so this is a band that... Um, <laughs> band, is, question mark? At, ...is at least made up of uh, two very cute Japanese girls who, at least in the video, one of them plays, I believe, the drums and I believe the other plays guitar. Uh, at least there was a completely different person later on that plays a keyboard. Uh, but I would, I would go as far as to say that the main, uh, main event of this band is the vocalist, who is this white metal looking dude with like a beard and he, he looks like huge next to them, <laughs> who does all of this shouting in Japanese. Like, um, I mean, it's, it's shouted Japanese. I can tell how good his Japanese is just from that, but it's like this, juxtaposition of these cute anime and not anime girls but cute like cosplay <laughs> lolita looking girls and then this guy who's also dressed in a lolita dress walking walking through like osaka and they're like singing about stars who are who sold out all the new stuff and <laughs> if you can't get uh give me bread i want to have cake and he's like ex talking about or shouting about uh some 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 shopping centers and it goes so weird it goes so crazy and it's like why are they so good at doing this kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's so entertaining like in 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 german in in the german media and the german media culture we all look to the u.s for like uh as role as kind of role models for what is what is good production in television and film and in music mostly also i would say but you gotta admit you got you americans you gotta look more to, <laughs> from your position more to the west even and look to japan <laughs> because they got this shit down yeah it's just uh it's it's weird to think about like i'm trying to think of some animal like who is doing anything that wacky and like maybe i can think of some like maybe adult swim occasionally yeah, dips into yeah. this this world but um it's not as like i don't know where you would the production where, where you would value find is that. so high yeah 
in the US, I would see some YouTuber doing this kind of video, but it wouldn't look nearly as polished. No, it'd be it'd be crappy. It'd be really it'd try to use <laughs> lo-fi as an aesthetic. That's a little preview of my pick of the week there too. But yeah, I mean, this this is both of these videos are the kind that like send you on a spree of watching five million things in this genre um, and just kind of devouring it for an entire week where suddenly this is your life and then you emerge later like, whoa, what have I been doing? (laughs) Yeah, lots of crazy stuff. So obviously we've linked both of these videos and songs in our show notes uh, on sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash 61. So some music production topic. Uh, this whole idea of so there's there's these virtual software instruments and plugins that uh, most uh, digital audio you know DAWs as we call them um, that can use and a lot of these things are really expensive um, if you want to not pirate them um, but you found this uh, rental model that that's sort of emerging so tell me about this. Right. There's, there's two companies involved. One of them is the company Exfa that, uh, Exfa Records, I believe, that produced this, uh, synthesizer, this virtual synthesizer called Serum, which I haven't to this day tried, but it's kind of like the, uh, successor of Native Instruments Massive. It's like really capable of a lot of stuff and supposed to sound really clean and it has, a, it has great, uh, UI. It's just, a pleasure to work with, um, apparently. I haven't used it yet, but what I've seen actually, uh, yeah, looks and sounds exactly like that. And then the other company, which we've talked about before, is Splice. Uh, they do this kind of drop, Dropbox-like service for uh, music production. Uh, you can sync up your music projects and like cooperate with other people and it just makes it easy to sync music files um it's it's like version management and stuff yeah it's like an intelligent music dropbox and they've gotten together and made this deal that you can um so so extra serum costs 190 dollars on their website and through splice you can now rent this uh synthesizer uh you can rent it for 10 bucks a month and but but the clue is that once you've paid it off basically after like 19 months i believe then uh you own the license like you you rent it but as you pay it off it's it's yours you can keep it forever and i mean 19 months is a long time uh, but um man this is a good deal i believe like they they already have a trial version for I believe three days, which isn't that much in in terms of music production. Usually you have like at least a month. Um, or for for the uh, headphone monitoring we talked about, um, I right. think it was twenty one days. Yeah. Uh, so I really like this model of saying, okay, you rent it as long as you need it. But if you rent it long enough, it's yours. Uh, it's not like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Adobe's Creative Cloud, there is no owning that, right? There's just no, not anymore. Subscription. Yeah. So um, I, th- this is something that really always irked me about uh, Creative Cloud. Um, it's just this, uh, give me an option to own it, to, like even if it's yeah. expensive. But this is like the best of both worlds. You don't have to pay for it in full right away so like you don't have to be convinced that it's actually worth 190 dollars that's the first thing you don't have to have 190 dollars because there's lots of bedroom producers who'd either go for free vsts or free synthesizers in the first place and they just pirate this shit 
I'm honestly, <laughs> when I'm in the musical phase again, I'm honestly going to rent this at least for a month, maybe two. And if it's good, I'm going to keep renting it. If I feel like, okay, this month I'm not going to make much music, I'm just going to pause my subscription and not pay for it in the month and I'm not going to use it. Like, this is exactly right. This is a great yeah. way to do this. And I'd love to see other products go that route. Maybe, maybe some complete digital audio workstations are going to go that way. So, yeah. uh, I, would, would it, you participate in something like that? Yeah. I mean, and, in a slight defense of Adobe's Creative Cloud, um, which I think makes a lot more sense for the agency or the shop or the you yeah. know, the design group where they want to have a certain number of licenses and they might have staff turnover and you don't want it to be like, well, it's his copy um, or That's you don't want to worry about upgrading all the time. Um, it it kind of works for that. But I mean, I could see that similarly if you... Um, if you run your music as a business and uh, you say, hey, here's a built-in cost to never worrying about my software being up to date or having the latest thing, um, definitely carving out that, like that, you know, 50 bucks a month or whatever you thought was reasonable for all of your subscriptions to have to fit under. Um, I could see living that way. And um I don't know, like maybe this is something where the DAW needs to be free and it's all the, you know, all the razor blades for that razor that you're subscribing to. Um, it seems like a lot of software is going to be going subscription model. And we've already seen it with Microsoft Office. We've seen it with Adobe. And uh, I know iOS and Android are both unveiling better developer splits for subscribe subscription software. So I think this is kind of becoming the age of subscriptions. Um which I think isn't going to work for every app, but I think for professional stuff, I think it'll work pretty well. Yeah. And you wonder if there's these developers that normally have to live off a tip jar, if they can convince people, even if it's a very low price, like $1 a month or something, just something to support them, then we might get a lot more professional synth tools. So I think it could be a, a huge plus. Right, and as I said, like for the, for the personal, for the for the private user, it's just this. Uh, hey, you're not just paying to use it; you're paying so eventually you will own it. Like that for me is a huge deal. Like that makes a difference between all the other subscription services. And, yeah. Uh, so that means I would I would gather that uh, at least for kind of this version of the software, it's yours, so you get all the updates. But once version 2.0 comes out, maybe that's a different thing. Maybe you get a cheaper upgrade. I mean, usually in software, it's all uh, you always get some kind of upgrade deal. Uh, so yeah, I, I can only see in in this case really see good things coming out of that. And I'm looking forward to see more deals. So, I, I mean, I guess this is probably like the first time they've done this, uh, the, the Splice as a platform. And I guess, yeah, there, there'll probably be more of that. And soon I'll be paying off like five synthesizers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and in, in uh, other music business news, so I recently got an email by Talent House, which I didn't even remember I was still uh, registered for their newsletter. Um, it's one of those websites that you at one point sign up for um, because it's just music business related and 
you're like, yeah, might as well just register there, see what's up, and maybe I will use it one day. But I've never actually used it. I, I believe, I remember, I believe it's about like remixing contests or something, or at least like song contests, like. And they send me an email. Uh, we've we've put the screenshot of the email in the show notes, and I'm just gonna read it. Um, hey, Matt, bands freak? No, not not bands. It's actually brands. <laughs> Brands frequently ask us to build a way to share art created by Talent House members. <laughs> and we thought, sure, why not? The idea is that members with big followings on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter will be able to earn money just for sharing art. If you're interested, uh, you can click below to apply. You'll be asked to give permission to sync up uh, your social media profiles. And after some number crunching, we'll let you know whether you are eligible to be part of our pilot program. Uh, what's <laughs> your initial start? reaction to this? <laughs> <laughs> Just that first sentence. Brands frequently ask us to build yeah. <laughs> a way to share art created by Talent House members. There's if no way that's true. Somebody build a way. <laughs> There's just, there's, and brands, like, it's not even like, hey, different companies or whatever. It's like the logo for some company showed up at my door and started asking me. Um, and also Stop just the, just won't stop, stop bugging us. <laughs> it's just one of those, like, one of the, your friends that has, like, the hugest ego that just, like, tells you, like, man, people just keep asking me to do everything for them. Um, this in the second sentence, and we thought, sure, why not? There's no question mark. It's just like you can tell they didn't properly proofread this. Sure, why not? Let's make an investment in this thing. Why not? We're just a business <laughs> that has to exist and make a profit. Uh, so, did you sign up yet? <laughs> uh, I don't believe I have the followers for that. I mean, maybe I can like <laughs> finagle my way into it using Lars's YouTube account, but then I'd have to agree to share art with his YouTube account, and that's probably not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> my only my initial reaction to this was, uh, yeah, this would totally not be exploited in some way. Uh, think <laughs> about how how many people got that email who thought like, hey, the Facebook likes and the Twitter follows I bought are now relevant again. Um, <laughs> it's just like, hey, I'm I'm valuable. I can share your art to my uh, imaginary bot followers. It's like that. This is not. This is no. This is not going to work out. People have been trying to build something like that for ages and for internet ages, which we know is like a completely different timeline. A <laughs> couple and, uh, of weeks. <laughs> compressed, very compressed. Um, and it hasn't worked out so far on, on free services that actually live on people wanting to share stuff because they like it. And now you want to bring money into the equation. That's, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this dumpster fire light up, but <laughs> I don't see anything anything worthwhile coming from that. It's just going to be a lot more product placement and like the uh, what's it called again? The FTA or FCA in in the US that that take care of people who don't advertise correctly that they have been promoted. Oh, I don't know. It's it's just recently like this. Uh, it's it's been in a discussion again of like YouTubers who don't g disclose that they've got like brand deals and they just talk about some product. Oh and yeah, it's false not advertising. Really clear. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, so you've got this agency, this three-letter agency that takes care of this stuff. And I see like like alarm bells ringing already when one of them got this email. <laughs> it's probably the FCC. Yeah, Federal. maybe that's it. It's it's something F and C and maybe an A or a T, I don't know. <laughs> not not FTA. <laughs> Food and Drug Administration really cracking Fire down arms, on this. Tobacco and hops, yeah. <laughs> Uh, shall we go to our pick of the week? Yes. Pick of the week. What if we had that like a <laughs> multi-kill? Um, uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me go first. I'll, All right. Uh, it's, it's a song from the nineties, uh, end of the nineties, maybe beginning of the, of the knots. I don't really remember. I was in my teens back then. Um, so this song is by Alternative All Stars and the song's called Supersonic Me. And it's so alternative and it's so <laughs> skate. It's, oh yeah, I just, I just remembered the song. I don't know why even, but I remembered that when I could gleam, I look at the video that ran on MTV or the other music stations we'd had back in the day when they still played music. um it was always like an event like i mean you remember like sitting in front of the tv like hoping your song's gonna play hoping you can watch the video like sitting ready with your vcr trying to tape it i had like a tape full of my favorite (laughs) music videos and that's what that was definitely one of them and it's made up of clips of people like skating uh some of them from like um not jackass but cky like the I mean, people like merged into Jackass. One of them were like the group around uh, Bam Majera and like yeah. um, Ryan Dunn. And it's just so fun to watch. And the song itself is really good. Like they, they have this major minor scale agnostic chord progression going on, like between the verse and the chorus. So uh, without further ado, because that was already a lot of ado, uh, let's hear <laughs> so much the ado. song's Supersonic Me by Alternative Oscar. Flanges, flanges everywhere. <laughs> Some phasers going on too. <laughs> yeah, I believe I'm the vocals. <laughs> oh man, what did you think of the song? See you. Oh fun listening to it right now. That just that just reminds me of like so many '90s high school anthem movie credits. Like, oh man, that just takes me back to being a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> totally you just want to go out on the skateboard like i really i it was like my first mp3 player at this song and uh, anytime i went out to go biking or skateboarding which i wasn't very good at i listened to this song non-stop and i just completely dropped from my memory until like one or two weeks ago <laughs> uh it's just it's just amazing i love it super sunny sonic <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> so what was your pick of the week? So my pick of the week is a song called Something Soon by Car Seat Headrest, 
my oldest brother Matt turned me on to this song, and uh, when I was in San Diego recently for the Comic Con, uh, we were driving around, and he threw this on, and uh, it's just a super satisfying to me, like lo-fi garage rock, um, kind of a shitty recording, um, and it's not always to its benefit, but I, I still like the song a lot. And uh, there's notably there's in the middle. Um, when he gets to the second time he goes to the chorus, he kind of throws it into a vocals only kind of almost beach boys, um, you know, still in this garage rock format, but kind of something that, uh, that owes something to Brian Wilson, I'd say. So let's hear our sample of something soon. So the other part of the song that really sold me, so I, I like that chorus. I like the, the verse and chorus kind of dynamic, but uh, what really kind of sealed the deal on the song for me was the final like minute, minute and a half. They do this long build up, and uh, that just kind of made it totally work for me. Um, what did you think of the song and its production? <laughs> uh, so first, the song. It has this apocalyptic feel almost to like how could you not want to drive off some cliff uh <laughs> just just for the effect while listening to that song um it's it has this yeah this atmosphere of like yeah i don't give a fuck anymore and just <laughs> let's just have fun let's ride into the sunset um and yeah the product and uh, before i go to the production quality um <laughs> uh it's been some time since I've listened to a song that has this kind of drum beat where it's like snare, 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 snare. Yeah. It's just, ah, yeah, it's lovely. Now I want to go back. I've got a few songs that I love that have this drum beat. Now I want to go back and listen to those as well, make a playlist and, uh, yeah, <laughs> follow that playlist on Spotify. It's called snares. Um, snares. It's, so the production quality is, yeah, it has its ups and downs. So I, I understand the feel. Um, it's a little, little much distortion a little much of that and one part that i really would like they turned up the bass um because the bass had a great riff and it was just very quiet like I, i'm glad i listened yeah. to it on headphones otherwise i probably would have completely missed the bass there um so yeah it's mostly about the volumes like distortion it's a stylistic device it's subjective but man that bass is too quiet turn it up please <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a lovely song and uh i I just next time I'm on a road trip, it's it's on my playlist. Yeah, and uh, Car Seat Headrest just came out with a new album, which I haven't listened to much of yet, but I'm eager to check out. And uh, they're also coming to Denver right after I leave, so I'm like, damn oh, it, perfect. Because <laughs> uh, if you, especially if he still plays this song live, I would love to be there for a live version. I'm assuming he can sing better than Japan Droids can because there's a <laughs> there's a Japan Droid song I like that's kind of in this vein of like super energetic, 
And I was looking up live versions and it was like a train wreck. Every single live show, apparently they just cannot pull it off. So that's always heartbreaking. <laughs> but from Denver, are they going to tour onwards like to the East? Maybe you can catch them again in Ohio. It's possible. It was Spotify has this new, I don't know if it's new, but they try to indicate when there's a live show happening for when you're looking at a band and it, it, it knew, it knows I, it knows, it knows I was in Denver. So <laughs> guess what? That never pops up for me because bands don't play here. <laughs> oh, boom, boom, I, I, boom. only a week ago i talked to my friend mike about uh we are we want to say we want to see holy fuck again and they're doing a europe tour and so far they don't have one date in germany we're oh. probably gonna have to drive to amsterdam to see them which is fine with me <laughs> like the closest we could hope for is probably cologne which they played in like 2009 in a really tiny club But yeah, it's probably gonna have to drive into a different country to see them. But man, for holy fuck, it's worth it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Bits and Pieces. This was episode 61, which is who knows how many weeks because we changed how often we publish and I just don't even know anymore. We're completely unhinged. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, check out our show notes at sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash 61 we'll have links to uh the, these videos we talked about and these picks of the week and also our spotify playlist which uh always holds all of our picks of the week at least the ones that are on spotify and uh you can find a link to that in our show notes uh while you're there you should make sure you're subscribed to our show so uh, if you use itunes uh you can use the link uh to itunes or um probably the easiest way is to go to a podcast app you have on your phone or if you want to download one you could check out pocket cast or a podcast addict um or if you're on ios I, i'm a big fan of overcast and then just search for our show you could search sunrise robot or search bits and pieces and uh just click subscribe and that way you'll get new episodes automatically delivered to your phone and next time you're commuting or walking or just feel like listening to a show uh it'll be there waiting me and matt love feedback and we're both on twitter i'm at pseudo michael and matt you are at ecolox e-c-h-o-l-o-x And uh, anything you send us there, we'll probably reply within seconds because we are always online or maybe to sound less desperate. Um, we're, <laughs> hey, we got two we're, different time zones covered, so one uh, of us yeah. always online. Yeah. Uh, so if you have any other Japanese metal bands you want to expose us to, please do. Um, if you want to support us directly, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash sunrise robot and uh, pledge dollars to the network and that helps us uh keep investing in our shows uh, it pays the bills keeps the lights on uh particularly we have, we have you know podcast hosting ain't ain't free uh, and so that that helps us keep it going um special thanks to our top patreon sponsors Benji Robinson, Carolyn Kraut and Joan Edwards thank you guys so much we'll see you next week 